Week two, episode two. <laughs> I know you couldn't wait. I know you're all on the edge of your seats waiting for my beautiful, artistic podcast to come out again. No, I'm kidding. Um, hello, everyone. I hope everyone's doing great. Um, I'm still here, London, lockdown, talking to a recording thing because that's the only kind of suggestion of a human interaction I'll ever have <laughs> um that seems like I'm talking to many people at least this is really why I'm doing it honestly just to feel connected to the world by a single thread as precarious as it may be it's still something it still is something I think I realized that I was feeling maybe a lot more lonely than usual this morning when I was like kind of um trying to undo the knots in my hair you know like after the shower i got i you know pat myself dry wash my face brush my teeth and i kind of tried to unknot my hair and i yanked my hair a little bit too hard and um i had an orgasm basically (laughs) no i mean i didn't but um you know i just missed physical kind of touch i guess is that tmi no it's not only my closest friends losing this anyway so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter so, like, we, we all are, come on. We all are missing, craving, you know, a little bit of human affection, I guess. But it's fine, it's fine. In the grand scheme of things, you know, I'm fine. I have a house, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, I miss my friends, obviously. But uh, this is why, at the end of the day, I hope this <laughs> makes me feel closer in some sort of way. But, um... I just FaceTimed my friend, by the way. Shout out to Julia. She's doing great, thriving in Milan. My favorite spot in the entire world, as you all may know. (laughs) And um, what's new? What's new? What's new? Oh yeah, this is the second time I record this intro, actually. Or third, I can't remember. Because I originally planned on, like, commenting the the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris inauguration. But it was 50 minutes of me just ranting and much how I don't really like them that much. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put negativity out into the world because you get you get what you give. You give what you get. Whatever, you know? And I don't want it to come back and bite me. So only positive affirmations. I mean, not that this intro was especially, you know, happy and bright, but what can I say? I'm bored. I miss my friends. And yeah, it's just, there's no one in London, basically. There are some friends, like not to completely, you know, shout out to Patrick and Gina. Zena's leaving. Shout out to Aaron. Then again, that's, that's it. That is it. There's no one. So sad, just walk and the city's empty and just, it's bleak, it's bleak, it's bleak. But, again, it is what it is. Speaking of craving uh, affection and everything, I talked to my dear friend Celine about, you know, her kind of journey into the musical world. She's a musician with a band. We talked about her new song, which, and if you tune in until the second half of the episode, towards the end, we talk about her current, we kind of dish out on her current kind of love situation, which, if you're interested in, you have to listen until the very end, though. 
And I know many of you don't because in my analytics of the first episode, so many of you just clock out in the first 10 minutes, which is not good. Not because, I mean, I do want you all to listen to it because, you know, to the entire episode because that's the point of making an entire episode. But also, like, just generally speaking, from the brief experience I've had with these two episodes, it's the second half of the conversation is always so much more interesting because, you know, you really get into the nitty-gritty of things. And also, it just, you get more comfortable as you speak and you warm up to kind of speaking to each other. And it's just, the second half is just more interesting. So, you know, please listen to the entire episode if you can. If not, fuck off. No, I'm kidding. I'm grateful regardless, but still. It's for you. If you want to have more fun, if you want to be more entertained, listen to the entire episode. That's all I'm saying. You know. But thank you, regardless, if you listen to anything. And yeah, let's get into it. I hope you enjoy. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh my God. Zoom just told me, just said, this meeting is being recorded. <laughs> I was like, what me, is that? Yeah, to me, it said recording in progress. I don't that know. Never that never happened to me before. That was so well, unexpected. This is my first time. I'm nervous recording on Zoom. It's on my Zoom? first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cute, you know, because it's like, it's uh, easy to do. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, you're a seasoned. You're a seasoned podcaster, so... I'm a seasoned podcaster. Yeah, we're recording our uh, second season. But tell us, because I know who you are, but, you know, the people, all three people listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's not true. Everyone knows who you are probably, because anyways, people who know me will listen to the podcast. But yeah, just for the sake of formality, I guess, who are you? Yeah. Hi, I'm Celine. I'm Lorenzo's best friend. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. We're very great friends. Yeah. I'm sure he has friends that he prefers over me. Oh, wow. Wow. Good, you know? Wow. Starting off. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, we know each other for a long time, though. Yeah. You came to our school. I did. Oh, my God. Sorry. I was just looking at myself in the, <laughs> in my, in the viewfinder, and I was like, girl, you yeah. look rough. But I look busted too. No anyway, yes, we met when we were 10. Yeah, yeah. When I was fresh off the boat from the US. From the US. Yeah. You had a very strong American accent. I did. And I lost and that. Y- you would you used to say, um, oh, can you churn the page? <laughs> you remember you used to say churn. And, yeah, I used to um, laugh so nicely. You remember my laugh? Oh my God. RIP. Your laugh was iconic. It yeah. was. Uh, the root of a lot of troubles we went through in, in yeah. I came and like I I you disrupted everything. everything. I just I <laughs> I got you into so much trouble. I am one that never goes into trouble, never <laughs> used to go into trouble, never did after that. But you were the only source of my trouble because you would make me laugh so hard, so hard I couldn't breathe and I would go into trouble for laughing all the time while the teacher was explaining and I I it was sad for me because I felt really bad when I got into trouble I thought it was the end of the world um especially yeah yeah you were you were you were kind of like (laughs) what's what's the word (laughs) you were (laughs) a wuss (laughs) 
<laughs> no, <laughs> you were distraught. Distraught is not. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, yeah, that's fun to remember. But anyways, why? Like, why are you here? You know, what's your thing? Why did I invite well, you? Well. What's, I'm here. What's your talent, your speciality? <laughs> I'm here because apparently Lorenzo thinks I have enough things to say for what, 45 minutes or an, to an hour on this podcast. Well, what am I going to do? Like speak to myself for now? <laughs> um, but yeah, so my main thing is music. I do music, but like a lot of musicians, especially during these times in COVID, I do so much more <laughs> than just yeah. music. Um, in fact, I'd say that music is probably the like the smallest chunk of things I'm doing right now. But um, yeah, no, Selena's a musician, as she has said. She's very talented. But, Thank you, boy. You know, before, we, before we get into the COVID talk, you know. Yeah, no, we don't want yeah, to talk about this now, right? No, 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 that's a whole other uh, can of worms. But um, yeah, just talk about the beginnings, you know, because I remember since fifth grade, which is when we met, you were always, you know, into music. Always, mm-hmm. always. yeah. Um, so we went to a school where uh, the classes were very, very small. I remember for a year, we were like eight students in a grade, uh, which wasn't crazy. So um, Six, six one year, I think it was. Yeah, I can't remember. I, yeah. yeah. We, uh, were in a, we were in a bumblefuck little town in the north of Italy. <laughs> yes. By the way, it wasn't, was not Milan. It was, it was iconic, though. No, yeah. yes. And uh, so I was kind of always the music kid. Everyone had their own thing, and I was the music um child and I would always be forced by whoever to like do musical acts at like talent shows or Christmas shows and all the shows um and I hated it at the time because I was very very shy and it was a nightmare for me because I would stand in front of everyone had terrible terrible stage fright those were actually the starting moments of my anxiety (laughs) (laughs) long-lasting crippling anxiety (laughs) that still shines through now amazing yeah yeah yeah. um but that were those were the first signs uh stage fright if if 10 year old knew if 10 year old you knew the levels of anxiety that would like reach like 20 years old thank god i didn't know at the time yeah (laughs) it would not been nice but yeah um i used to get really bad stage fright and my voice would actually shake like note like noticeably you could hear Mm me hallelujah you know it sounded kind of spooky um but i'm sure it's worse in your mind than it was actually in real life honestly i don't know but to me it felt horrible and it was the worst feeling performing in front of everyone but i'm glad i did you know i persisted is that a word yeah yeah sometimes i just have doubts my italian mind just doubts myself that's my english Um, wow bilingual flex (laughs) yeah God, I hate that. Um, So, uh, yeah, I'm glad I persisted. Eventually, that shaky voice is sort of gone. I'm able to, like, control it a little bit better. Sometimes it still comes through, but it's cool. Um, But anyway, I got into music because at four years old, my mom brought me and, like, took me to piano lessons. And she did the same with my brother, some years she was like i'm going to make this kid marketable in some way <laughs> oh clotilde knew what was up <laughs> momager momager <laughs> chris Danner. <laughs> um no but uh yeah she did that she did that for my brother and for me and look at us we both work in music now so i guess that turned out great obviously she always loved music she used to sing and play guitar uh, my dad's not necessarily musical but he loves music especially classical 
so um it was iconic for him to see his children play you know the, those classical pieces that he used to love and stuff yeah because i remember it wasn't always though your intention to actually pursue it because when we were in the last year of high school yeah which, little back context we did um last year of elementary school together first year middle school second year middle school then i left and then came back and we did all high school together yeah in your last year of high school, I remember that originally, <laughs> I remember this so well yeah. for some reason, you were going to go to uh, communications, right? Yeah. So obviously, I feel like a lot of uh, musician wannabes go through this. Um, yeah. Arts in general, I guess. People who are more yeah, on the street. It's, um, it's always our dream to go for, you know, to, to pursue music and stuff like that. But it's obviously such a uh, delicate industry to go into um that you obviously have your doubts uh i my only doubts were led by that you know what made you say fuck it uh so i was like looking into media communication and all of that because i don't know i felt like no other um no other degree kind of applied to me as much as i wish it would have mm -hmm. uh, i am a person that loves a lot of things so yeah. it's really hard for me to narrow things down and the only narrowed down thing for me in my life is music like that's the thing i always go for so finding something else as a substitution was, was really hard and the only sort of close thing i could find which is not even close but you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's not studying engineering or biology yeah. yeah you know that was like the second best thing i could find um and then my brother no yeah i was gonna say it's kind of that's exactly kind of also many people do politics and kind of stuff like this right because it's the closest discipline you can get to like it looking like an actual marketable job thing but it's are you talking from experience <laughs> <laughs> no 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 of course not for a friend okay. a friend who's who went yeah, yeah. asking for a friend right but at the yeah. same time yeah but um but then yeah my brother sat me down um and he was like are you for real <laughs> oh really he, he, he staged yeah. an intervention yeah 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 well he didn't oh, uh... stage an intervention but he was just like i'm gonna wipe your eyes clean mm. remove that ham you've got on your eyeballs yeah and he was like are you okay <laughs> <laughs> um and then i was like i i think he's right I yeah. think he's right, and I'm so glad. How how late was this in the stage of like applying to unis? We hadn't applied yet. We hadn't applied yet. Okay. It was in time. It was in time. Obviously, okay. they put that pressure on you like more than a year before you're you're meant to go to university, and yeah, yeah. I already had all my crisis in my brain. Yeah, <laughs> that's just I'm the way good. I am. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. a lot of people in high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but it was fortunately it was um in time for that. Uh, I didn't have to like cancel any applications for media communication. I never applied to any media communication. Um, I think we, our applications, we sent them, what was it like November? And then I had that talk with my brother, say September or August or something. Yeah. So it was just a few months, just in time, uh, which was good. And I'm really glad I went for music and yeah, I am mm -hmm. very glad. Yeah. And how, okay. Okay. So talk us through, you do your little, Unicorns in music. No, wait, no, what did you study? So the name of my course was exactly a music industry practice with speciality okay. in creative artistry. Okay, which is so basically songwriting. Yeah, so let's fast forward that. And then mm -hmm. after, how 
how does it work when you graduate with something that you know you don't really apply for jobs yeah as a musician I, how do you kind of construct your own path in the industry Especially yeah so, so kind of, there are no guidelines i guess yeah that's the thing that's also something you know i've talked about with my uni friends a lot how uh, little or how hard these music uni courses are mm -hmm. to construct you know when you're the how do you call the person that kind of comes up with the course and kind of curates every aspect of it whatever that person is called yeah it's yeah. fine i guess you understand what i'm saying um it's it's a very hard job for them because i've actually talked to a lot of people who've gone to different music unis and they all have the same issue um it's that these type of courses aren't 360 they do miss out a lot of perspectives and a lot of degrees mm -hmm. um that kind of make it hard for you and a bit of a shock for when you go into the uh, music industry um, in the actual industry i wouldn't say i necessarily was shocked from it I don't know, for these things, I've are always been very realist and I uh, knew what was coming up. I completely knew. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know why. I was aware of them. Um, obviously, it's really hard when you're presented with these situations that you never studied in music and then you just kind of, kind of have to wing it and base, yeah. it, base it off of nothing, essentially. Was there a professional side to it or no? Was it just creative completely? Most of it was creative. We did a module, uh, which was music business essentially, but it's, it's it was way more about building building your own artistic craft mm -hmm. rather than the music side of things. Mm -hmm. What helped me loads was um, like my uh, <laughs> you're breathing into the microphone. <laughs> so am I actually? <laughs> yeah, I'm that was sorry. Funny. Sorry, I'm asthmatic. If you don't know. <laughs> oh God, and. Um, what helped me loads in that aspect was my business knowledge. So I did. Oh, wow. Business IB. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Honestly, Lorenzo, you laugh, but honestly, it's helped me loads. Really? Um, I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like swear. Music business angel right here. <laughs> no, not that much, but it's definitely like prepared me for what was about to happen. Did you do lots of like balance sheets? <laughs> no, literally none of that. <laughs> what I'm trying to say. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. So aside from music, I do some um, IB business tutoring. Um, I would, I would, I would like to point out that I did not do business at IB. Just <laughs> in case anyone thinks. No, like it's honestly not that like complex, but I'll explain what I mean by mm -hmm. all of this. How, yeah. uh, how IB business helped me in the music industry, the real one. Yeah. So I guess the hardest thing when you're doing this international baccalaureate program that we're talking about, it's the diploma we did when we went to high school. Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily the content that's hard, but it's trying to respond to the criteria that the IB wants you to follow and trying to hit the mark with what they're looking for in your answers and in your exams and all of that. Yeah. So I guess the, hard, the hardest part of that was exactly that, following, you know, kind of fitting with the criteria. So after I graduated, I also tutored in business, IB business, and I still do that to this day. It's like my main job. Um, so I've really gotten to know the business way of thinking. None of the, con like the content of the syllabus helped me, but the business mind approach. The entrepreneurial. The entrepreneurial. <laughs> Oh God! No, I know it sounds uh, far-fetched. You sound like a, a stock trader right now. Oh God! 
Um, but I don't know, I think kind of training my mind to think that way, also to have students understand. I think all the teaching aspect of things also helped me analyze business in a different way than a student would. Um, but yeah, it kind of made me more accustomed to all the movements in, um, in music business. And I guess that helped me, which is always nice to see, you know, past studies helping you out in, in the actual world and stuff um, when music uni couldn't do that for you. <laughs> but do, do you have to be like business minded in the industry? Like is talent not enough? How, how do you, I don't know, because in my mind, it's just, <laughs> this is very simplistic for you seeing things, obviously as an outsider, <laughs> Yeah. but you just you know, you produce your music and mm-hmm. you just share it. You try and share it to how many people, like as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. And then gradually things will pick up from there, right? Yeah. But do you have to actively engage in like being an active kind of, you know, like marketable commodity? Not to sound like <laughs> Marx, but, you know, does it does it involve a lot turning your whole persona into something that you have to explore well, so that's it depends from your kind of uh, marketing philosophy, if we want to call it that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I think of my band, because I'm in a band, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I do work for my band, I always think of authentic- authenticity and I, um, I don't think of like building up a persona and all of that. So what I try to do is market who we are um we always try to implement that in our marketing and make that the focal point and make that hopefully the uh, marketable characteristic of our music product and you know it's really hard to know what works and what wouldn't because if i knew what worked everyone would know who we are yeah (laughs) essentially which i don't want that to be i don't want everyone to know who we are you know it's just the ultimate goal for us is to make music our sustainable career, mm-hmm. not being anyone who fills up stadiums in two seconds. That's yeah. not our goal. Wealth our goal, is not the goal. No, our goal is for music to be our only job, mm-hmm. right? Right now I have three jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want the ultimate goal to be music being my only job. So yeah. that's my, that's my, um, my goal. That's my ultimate goal. And it's obviously really hard because obviously we are not managed by anyone. We don't have a label. Everything is done according to what we think works best for us. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of trial and error. And, you is know, there a compromise between the type of music you want to make and the type of music you know would get you more streams or more listens? Yeah, that's a constant compromise because obviously the music that we do is very niche. What, um, what genre is it? You see, it's so niche that I wouldn't even know how to describe it. So it's obviously rooted in jazz, but it's got some modern twists that includes really faint pop elements. And our songs are structured like pop songs, but then we've got, you know, soul vocals and it's just a mix of everything. And we are definitely trying to make our music more digestible, still keep that profile that we love and that really represents us but somehow no. change activia music <laughs> <laughs> we want to try and change or develop the sound palette to be appealing to a wider audience um and that's the step we are we are working on right now and it'll take a while uh because obviously that means that we have to change our processes and how we make songs and all of that so 
we are trying to understand how to go about it in the best way. But definitely, we would love for more people to taste our music, you know? Of course. What are your main inspirations as a band? It's, it's funny because obviously we're five people. I feel like I'm saying the word, the word obviously so many times. Oh, no. When I heard back the first episode of this podcast, the amount of times I said, like, I wanted to throw myself <laughs> off a ledge. But, you know, it is That's why I edit my podcasts. <laughs> I remove all those likes, ums. Um. Yeah, I'm too, I'm too lazy. And also, I yeah, cannot I focus enough. to. It's so it, much so. work. This is, this is just, you know, organic DIY, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. we love an organic podcast. We, we you know, <laughs> sustainability is key. We stand. <laughs> Climate change, you know, everything is sustainable, organic, you know. You know? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so in terms of musical inspiration. It's like Greta Thunberg podcast. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> Zero <laughs> carbon footprint. Exactly. <laughs> um. Uh, but in terms of inspirations, it's kind of nice, you know, I kind of take pride in this because we are a very good blend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're, like, you're like Ariana Grande, Britney Spears, Billie Eilish. <laughs> it's just very diverse in terms of, <laughs> in terms of inspiration, uh, which is maybe part of the root of our problem as to maybe how or why our music is so diverse in itself. Yeah. Anyway. So um, my inspirations, <laughs> vocally, you know, we love ourselves some Ariana Grande, as you'd mentioned. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen, she can sing. The yeah. girl can sing, you know. The girl can. Stay up all night. Squeak. <laughs> <laughs> you chose the perfect song. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the, the, new, um, the new remix with Doja. Yeah, Kong. yeah. And Megan Thee Stallion. Stallion. Oh, fuck. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> such an iconic trio anyway you guys if you haven't heard it 34 35 Bariana Grande don't do the math um but (laughs) but we're all going a bit um horny crazy (laughs) oh god I'm kidding I'm kidding we we're we're celibate legends (laughs) (laughs) such legends um but so yeah Ariana Grande but then uh love me some Sarah Bareilles a classic piano rock queen um and just so many people i'm currently obsessed with marie dalstrom check her out you guys her new album like sand she does like r&b soul with like jazzy chords what a vibe check her out she's amazing incredible also connor albert who collaborates with her quite often you haven't mentioned Um, one that i love dearly uh who are you talking about well i'm gonna let you try and guess but you know oh my god can you give me a hint (laughs) <laughs> what hint do you want i don't know something because i have no idea what you're talking about yes you do you do oh no i don't i was, remember I, t- I sent you a message a few t- a few months Wait, ago Wait, <laughs> no <laughs> lorenz is obsessed with Sosa. i don't even know yeah. how to pronounce your name it's, um scissor anyways no leanne le havis oh my god yeah you're so right leanne le havis she's incredible so she was good. all over shoreditch <laughs> a couple of months back her face was everywhere because she released her new album my so favorite song good. is bittersweet she's yeah so yeah paper thin too is really good oh my god she's incredible she's she's a legend she's a proper legend yeah yeah um so yeah and then a lot of people but i'd say like the most the most influential for me ariana grande marie dalstrom and sarah Bareilles. and then the guys all have their own um specifically john mayer right Jero is uh, a hardcore fan elliot is as well obviously that shows through 
his drums a little bit less because obviously John Mayer is the guitarist. So all of that, but you know, uh, I know Enel loves Anomaly um, and all of that. Whereas Miles comes from a punk rock kind of background more. So it's an interesting blend. So like Avril Lavigne? No, <laughs> I doubt that. Um, I, I'm not into, I wouldn't, was never into that music. So I don't want to speak for him. Oh, um, Celine, Celine, Celine was never into pop. It's just. I'm so into pop. I'm what are you talking about? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, Positions by Ariana Grande came out like end of October 2020. Yeah. And it still managed to be my most streamed song of 2020. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. Good song. That is a good song. Anyway, yeah, no, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say this without being scared or like being shy. I don't care what people think. I'm a pop fan, okay? And I don't care. Pop is fucking great. But um, so are these, okay, these are your musical influences. Do they also influence your songwriting? Or Because it, it's always interesting to me. How are the two reconciled? Like, does the song, the music come first? And then how do you songwrite? Like, mm -hmm. would you find inspirations from that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. get that from books? Or, you know what I mean? Like, how? Yeah. Um, it depends. So inspiration for songwriting comes in different ways. It depends what as well. So, um. Ariana Grande, for example, inspires me vocally, the way I vocally perform. I'm not saying I'm getting anywhere near to where she gets, yeah. okay, right? I yeah. do not want to say that because there is no way I could ever build up to that point. But uh, it's definitely an inspiration, something I look up to. And sometimes I um, love to study her vocal technique and the way she performs vocally uh, to adapt and apply to my own singing. So Ariana Grande, I wouldn't say she inspires me in songwriting. Marie Dahlstrom does that way more. For also because Ariana Grande does not write her own songs. She you does. Know. Oh, come on. Yeah. You, know, you know she has a team of like 50 people. Of course, but that's how a lot of songs are written nowadays. Yeah, the best yeah. songs are co-written, you know. It's very, very rare that a, that a commercially successful song like that is written by just one person. Yeah. It rarely happens. Um, maybe only Ed Sheeran does that. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm. Uh, oh my God, Lorenzo! I don't like Matilda. him. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't consume his music particularly either, so I'm not really sure. But I think also Taylor Swift, maybe. Anyway, she's great. Um, yeah. Uh, so I would say that songwriting, maybe in the rhythmic style, I'm very inspired by Marie Dahlstrom currently. So sometimes I'll just kind of include some rhythmic patterns in there like she does maybe i'm inspired by some song of hers mm -hmm. um in terms of lyrics it really comes and goes in different ways um from anything how do you not make it cringy because like for example when i write in my you know personal journal my you know my feelings and stuff because i have no one to talk to lately but um and it's also a good, a good outlet but um you know i don't care how cringy it sounds because i know no one will read it apart from me you know yeah but with a song everyone's gonna listen to it so yeah. how do you make how do you make it personal also relatable while not making it sound too too like too too, too congested i guess too yeah. icky, you know yeah so this is actually uh, a great big hard thing i had to go through when i started mm. songwriting mm. when i was i started song i wrote my first song i was probably like 13 or 14 mm -hmm. um the first song i wrote was about bullying it was really hard from that song on to write without it being cringe. So my coping mechanism for that. Was it cringe, was, that song? 
No, that one wasn't necessarily okay. cringe. I guess oh, so you were 13, like, come on. Yeah, you know, you, you have, like, a cringe radar slightly not yeah. very functioning. Um, but then uh, the, the next songs that I would write on my own, I would make them about love and stuff, and I wouldn't mm. know anything about it. You know, it was so yeah, great just yeah, talking yeah. about it. Um, but because I was very cringe-sensitive... My coping mechanism for that was to just create lyrics that were really hard to understand. I would make like these complex. Okay, so you like lyrical you wrote some little Kafka songs. Yeah, like you know, Lord. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just so you basically just put a bunch of words together. That have no meaning. <laughs> sort of, <laughs> sort of, because I was very scared of the cringe, and I wanted to make sure that you didn't really understand it right away, or it wasn't like evidently cringe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely an art that you have to master as you go. <laughs> it was some post-realist modernist. Yeah, kind of- yeah, and obviously, I had a realization at a certain point. I was like my lyrics are so hard to understand. They basically mean nothing to no one except for me. And that's really not good. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard to break through that shell and start being very simple with words. I think that the most effective songs are written with the most simple words ever. Yeah, the ones that I guess are most effective to me are just kind of songs which it's like the person is just talking to you about something. Like yeah. conversation, mm-hmm. conversation so it was really hard to get to that point yeah. i don't think i still don't think i'm i'm there mm-hmm. uh but it's something that you have to work towards because it's very hard um to just open up to people like that and open up to people <laughs> to anyone like that yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. it's really scary um and yeah i'm working on it it's really hard not to make it cringe uh yeah. You have evolved. Yeah. A lot. And we can see this. Like last <laughs> song you put out. Look at that transition. Just oh gliding God. in. Seamless. Exactly. Um, what's it called? Tell us about it. Because I love it. I no, genuinely like I love it. I mean, I love I love every song you put out, but this one is my favorite by far. Thank you so by much. Far, by far, by far, by <laughs> far. Thank you. So it's what's called it Crave. called? Yeah. Wait, 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 it's, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Crave Love. Crave Love. Okay, because I'm even embarrassed to say the word love. That's how I'm like, how scared I am of being cringy and just like talking about my no, feelings. Let's say this is, <laughs> crave. This is, this is an open. Love. Yes. It's love. called crave love. L O V E. Absolutely, the feeling. Yes. The feeling of loving someone, and you know what? I'm gonna take this opportunity and open up because who? Absolutely, I'll open up too. Hey, let's go. Oh my God, yes. Okay, great. So I also did the Zoom call about the song um, and I uh, knew that it was, you know, going out on our Instagram and stuff, but this is coming out indirectly from Selena the Blue. You know, it's not coming directly from there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel more sheltered. Absolutely. And I'm going to open up a little bit more <laughs> mm-hmm. about the song. So this song was written October 2018 following a breakup. Mm. Um, so it's about a breakup. Mm-hmm. and um we love a good breakup song <laughs> <laughs> it was just a recreation an illustration of what had happened and um for me right now 
crave love doesn't have that meaning anymore yeah i mean if anything with everything that's happened this year it's complete like it's complete you know that's that's where i'm what i wanted where i wanted to open up you know i didn't want to open up about you know the original yeah yeah root of the song i wanted to open up about what the songs mean what the song means to me now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so to me crave love right now means all the love that I'm lacking and I'm craving (laughs) right now. Same, 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 same. Okay. I know. I know you're on the same page as me. Absolutely. (laughs) We just like expose all of our crushes. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) They do not deserve to be exposed. All right. Crave love to me means all that love that I am craving uh, as a result of 2020 and the general conditions as I already have mentioned in a little kind of like uh, description about Crave Love, um, Crave Love to me also means all the things that I love about life, craving life, because mm-hmm. love is life, you know? I mean, life is love. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> also, also, like both, you know, vice versa. Both yeah, both. vice versa. Love yeah, is life. Yeah. Life is love. You live because you love to live, but then you love. You live, laugh, and love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of that jazz. Um, and so it's it's a mixture of things. It's, it's, it's craving the love of life and craving love in itself, you know, from p- more people than just your parents and your dog and your siblings. That's love. Like, hey, let's like do a little bit of a... <laughs> let's kind of, talk about love. <laughs> ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you know, okay. love from your parents, friends, it's always there, you know? Yeah. Like you're grateful for it, but you oh don't crave it. Oh my God, I love it. it. Yeah, but you don't crave it, you know? You know, at the end of the day, it's like something nutritional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing is, everyone, I think everyone understands what we're trying to say, even if we yeah. can't really express it. You know, sometimes you crave a different kind of love. Do you crave the love, Lorenzo? I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah. Doesn't? Especially now. I when... truly crave the love. But it's also like, I don't, I just crave, this is what I've been missing most. I just crave, you know, intense emotions mm-hmm. that I haven't been feeling for a while. I haven't seen anyone for like two months-ish now, apart from mm-hmm. my roommate and friend, which I love dearly, obviously. But still, it's like, <sighs> I just miss everything that entails with the process of love, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss the anticipation. I miss oh kind of, yeah, the beginnings of it. I miss... The ups and downs as well. The ups and downs. I miss spending time with just someone you love spending time with. Building. I miss... Creating. Kind of, yeah, I miss the... Creating the, love. Exactly. The, also kind of like the, you know, the sexual tension. You know, <laughs> all those things which, yeah, just completely stagnant under that perspective mm-hmm. right now. Completely. And yeah. it's good to know to kind of daydream and fantasize and that does bring you comfort but at the same time it's that will bring you nowhere <laughs> that will bring you nowhere if anything you dig a deeper hole for yourself because oh my god in your and you mind. start hurting your feelings yeah and you start recreating a version of reality that isn't real it's no that- i destroyed myself because of that right oh, oh oh my god oh, do you know you- what i'm talking about i, f- I fucking know what yeah. you're about. <laughs> you know what i'm talking about and mm. it's just so hard to get out of it i cannot guarantee you that i'm not gonna do that again sometimes so. oh i'm gonna keep on doing it every <laughs> and it's so annoying because you yeah. totally know what you're doing but you cannot it's like an, it's like a drug to exactly but also you you, like you want to put yourself through that oh uh, yes because it's so <laughs> worth it in the moment but then yeah but then it, it, it sucks it makes you sad but at the same time you're like if it's not this what is the alternative like an abyss of nothingness you know like what am i gonna do yeah 
like yeah. am I just gonna literally feel nothing you want to break the numbness that's currently going exactly on right and now. even if it's a fake reality that will do nothing but harm so be it you know it's so hard in these times as well because yeah. when you do that you know right now we're in lockdown everywhere I'm in lockdown in Italy you're in lockdown in England yeah so happy to be back by the way in february oh my god i can't i can't wait I can't that's wait iconic but anyway yeah. um so we're obviously in lockdown locked in our houses and mm-hmm. all you live on your recharge is based upon whatever is in your brain yeah and if i'm talking from especially the first lockdown shock this was this is what happened to me um i would live off of my head live off my imagination mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that collapsed <laughs> that broke me when reality hit when i sort of came back into the world and that destroyed me so mm-hmm. if you're listening and you and if you do that and you're mm-hmm. like oh my god yeah i do that try to be more aware that you, you know do. when yeah you know when someone is just someone is in your head nagging and they won't leave you know yeah You know this okay Very new good. scissor song by the way just oh, God. Call, no no it's so good called good days and the lyrics okay. like the beginning go like this the beginning goes like this um good day in my mind can you sing it with the melody no i'm not going to sing it to the I, no it's already bad i'm talking like Aww. my voice i'm not going to sing but it's called good day in my mind safe to take a step out cut your edge out too soon i spoke you be heavy in my mind can you get the heck out you know and that's to me that's just to me that just encapsulates everything like mm-hmm. oh, it's so annoying it's like you just yeah. want to evict them you know like leave but also they do it provides you comfort it provides you so much provides comfort. you comfort because you're nothing else to nothing hope else to. nothing else nothing to else to. no hope from anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the future is unknown or at mm-hmm. least the near future is very very unknown very mm-hmm. unstable mm-hmm. and um it's it's an ugly drug it is it is but drugs are fun you know so i'm not one to do drugs i I'm am not- <laughs> frequently but i think we can both kind of <laughs> agree from both sides of this all the d- non-drug addictions that i have nowhere in my life all reside in my in my head mm-hmm. that, you know in yeah, that yeah. toxic kind of way of thinking that just destroys me Like see, sometimes doing actual drugs just amplifies the already pre-existing drug don't amplify what's already oh, no, 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 too yeah. big to fit inside <laughs> your fucking head you know yeah oh but, god no but it is like wow we just want a whole bender of like our <laughs> frustrations about love but no obviously yeah. that's what know. it is yeah we're just stuck in our heads but this song did provide a lot of comfort to me honestly oh it's, babe it's beautiful because we okay we talked a lot of shit about love but at the end of the day It's amazing. You know, we might be We want sick. it. Yeah, we might be sick, but you know what? If anything it shows to our capability of giving love, you know? Yeah. And that's something that shouldn't we shouldn't be embarrassed of, I feel like. Boy, I am so ready. I am overflowing with love to give. Yeah. I want to give it out. I can't I don't <laughs> feel like freaking holding it in my pockets any longer. I want to fit other stuff in it. <laughs> I want to give it away. <laughs> Take my love, jeez. <laughs> we're so desperate guys just <laughs> anyone at this point anyone anyone with a pulse just show no. up to our door no no, kidding, kidding. no please you i hate that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so funny 
Can you uh, sing the chorus for us? Since I'm editing the, this podcast, I'm going to see later <laughs> if I'm going to keep it in or not. Yeah, because I, I can't edit. So you, you got me like all like emotional about whatever we were talking just a minute ago. And now That's I feel great. like I've got a little bit of like tachycardia. Like my, my, my heart's beating fast. And no, I'm okay. You have, warm. A, you have a great voice. Celine. We all know this. Thank you. Will, will, will not trust me if anything. Okay, I will literally sing two lines or one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, why am I so nervous? I'm getting that stage fright, you know? <laughs> no, it's just me. <laughs> 10 year old stage fright. Just like love, we crave love. <laughs> That's it. Oh my Can't God. More. <laughs> one more, one more line, two lines on me. <sighs> just like time, we are gone. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like what we have. Yeah. <laughs> Go listen to the entire song called Crave Love on Spotify, right? Yes. Or, or any, any- anywhere, anywhere. YouTube, Deezer. What's the, what's the band name? Celine and the Blue. That's Celine with a little French accent, you know? Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think it, even if you write Celine without it, I don't know. Try both. Yeah. <laughs> Celine and the Blue, Crave go Love. Stream, go stream, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for the plug. Well, perfecto. I mean, I feel like we've we've gone through a whole series of things, you know, a little bit of music industry, a little bit of our love problems, feelings, and also your beautiful, beautiful song, which I'm so glad you made truly no i want to end the episode with something that i don't know if i've said this to you ever but i i am very um proud of you and i do look up to you because it's not easy it is not easy to follow your actual true kind of you know aspiration or dream especially when it's in the arts industry or whatever because it's very easy to just settle for something that you're not really passionate about but is the safer bet you know Mm. and what you're doing is very brave i find and very you just gave me a heart palpitation no but (laughs) absolutely agree anyone who follows your passion deserves to be commended because it's not easy Mm. especially in this world where like young people constantly get fucked over and everything is like literally the system is built literally literally yes but good job and you're so talented and i know you will have the success you deserve honestly thank you so much that truly means the world to me i truly truly appreciate it and i can't wait <laughs> thank until you so much you can do gigs live again uh don't let's not go do- down that road okay because that will get me crying for 30 minutes <laughs> i just can't wait to be in the front row oh my god i love you in the front row you're the I, best hype man in the world <laughs> thank you thank you i am a good hype man it's a show for me for you to be in the front row oh thank you you entertain me <laughs> so hard and i love it and i wish you know in the future hopefully i'm gonna do with my band so many gigs and i wish you could be there every single one of them <laughs> i will I, w- I will make sure i'm in there uh, as many as i can be oh my god i can't wait literally i can't don't wait tell, don't tell anyone but you're my favorite person to have at a gig like if i Thank could you. have if i could choose just one person if i could choose one person to perform <laughs> to for the rest of my life it would be you i mean i think it's, it is obvious that i'm the best crowd member i'm <laughs> the only one that sings loud <laughs> you do sing very loud i do have some a couple of videos that people have sent me from the crowd and all you can hear is you my friend <laughs> my with my i don't even know how to describe my voice but um no (laughs) it's iconic it's your voice yeah it's it's, it is i guess that's one way to put it i guess (laughs) it's so good (laughs) but um no thank you so much again for coming on this thank you um, and thank you for editing it (laughs) because i can't edit (laughs) 
But um, yeah, so follow Selena Blue on every streaming service. Listen to their songs, not just Crave Love. They have one called Papaya. They have one called Just You. Learn to be alone. Very cool one too. Yes. Coming out. Do you have a next one coming out? Or? Yeah, we do. We do. We don't have a date yet, but it's going to be in the next few months. So okay, we already awesome. have it ready there. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you and, so, um, so much. No problem. Literally, I've had so much fun. The second you told me about this podcast, I knew I wanted yeah. to do one with you. So I'm so grateful. I'm honestly you... having the greatest time just talking to my friends. It is amazing. Friends are incredible. Exactly. Chi trova un amico, trova un tesoro. Yes. Truly. Work it. <laughs> thank you. And thank you to all three of you that listened. Bye. Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs>